Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, from verse 46 to verse 56. This is the beautiful hymn that Mary utters to God after having had a conversation with Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth had seen the glory of God being manifested in Mary's life. And this is after Mary, I want to argue and believe that after she had come to terms with who she is, then she sings the beautiful hymn, My Soul Magnifies the Lord. But before we dwell into the hymn itself, I would like to point out how important it is to come to acceptance of the situation. How important it is to come to that state where you are content. Go back to that beautiful prayer, the serenity prayer, the ability to accept the things that you cannot change, the courage to change the things that needs to be changed and that can be changed, and the wisdom to know the difference. I think as we go through in our lives, we, we have come to realize to a large degree that there are certain things that we cannot change. There are certain things that we just need to accept. Because if we do not accept them, or if we do not find a mechanism to work with them or work around them, those things will eventually destroy us. There are certain things that we just need to accept, that this is the situation, and then learn a coping mechanism and learn to live with life as best as we can. And so I love how Elizabeth was able to support Mary in finding who she is and in realizing what is it that she's called to be and to do in her own life. And so the moment that Elizabeth does this for Mary, it seems to me that Mary then comes to terms with her purpose in life. She comes to terms with the dreams that the Lord the plans that the Lord has made for her. And then Mary can only go back to God and say, my soul is filled with joy. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That's a powerful phrase to say, that my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. It's like saying my spirit has found a home in God. Now, we know the situation. She has just come to visit Elizabeth. She will still need to go back home to her husband. She still needs to go back home to her parents. She still needs to go back home to her family, to her friends, to her colleagues. But she has already found a home in God. And sometimes contentment does not mean everything is perfect. It doesn't mean everything is okay. But it means I can live with it. I trust God, not necessarily the situation. I do not have all the answers for the situation. I do not have all the answers for the future, but I have faith in God. My relationship with God allows me to face tomorrow. My relationship with God allows me to deal with whatever I am facing. Not that I have all the answers, but I have God who is my answer. And so when Mary says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, I'm reading it as saying, 
I have found a home in God. My heart is at peace because God is in control. And how many of us are going through that? How many of us have gone through that? That we, we were drawn and succumbed into depression, into anxiety, into fear. Because we are not at peace with ourselves. Things are just too much to bear. The realities, the problems are so many and the solutions, they seem to be scarce. But Mary has found a solution. And the solution she has found is to be in God. And so I love that phrase, my spirit has found a home in God. I'm reminded of that beautiful uh, passage where Jesus says, foxes have holes, sparrows have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay down his head. And I can say the same, how many of us in our spirits are wandering. People, they, they look at us, they, we, we look absolutely amazing and we seem absolutely happy and we drive beautiful cars, we have wonderful homes, great families, but our spirits are wandering. Our spirits are not at peace. Our spirits have become homeless. Yes, we live because we breathe. But deep down, we are not at peace. Deep down, we are not okay. Deep down, we have not come home to ourselves. And so there's something absolutely beautiful. It is a challenge. It is something that we can aspire towards. It is something that we can pray for and work towards achieving in our lives. Or rather, God achieving it in our lives. To reach a stage where I say, my spirit has found a home in God. She says something absolutely powerful that I also love. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Now, look at the transformation. Look at how Mary, who was timid, who was afraid, who, who, who really nearly lost their life, who could have easily been destroyed, her marriage could have easily been destroyed. We just told the angels a couple of months ago that she does not know how this will happen and she was confused. But look at how she now sees God. It's important for us to go through our feelings, to go through our emotions. And as we see through them and as we find the truth beneath those emotions, are we not able to see the hand of God? And you see how Mary has been transformed into someone out of a shameful situation, out of the mess of a situation. She is able now to praise God. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. What are these great things? It is very much easy to say the great things is that she's going to be the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the very great things that she also has to do is to say yes to God. Listen to that invitation from God. The mere fact that God has invited you and I to participate in his love, to participate in his mission, to participate in his purpose, in his plan. That is something great. He has trusted us with something greater. He believes in who you are 
The mere fact that God has given you the people in your life, it's because he, he trusts you. He has given you those children. He trusts you. He has given you to your spouse and given your spouse to you. He trusts you. Everything that God has given you, it was not a test. It was not a mistake. He trusts you. Even the challenges of life, he trusts you. Even what seems to be a temptation, what seems that wants to destroy you, he trusts you. God has faith in you. He believes in your abilities. He knows you can achieve far more greater than you can ever think. He knows that you are bigger than whatever is out there to challenge you. God has faith in you. I don't have to have faith in myself. It would be wonderful if I did. But it's far more important to know that the one who created me has faith in me. And therefore, if I believe in him, I need to believe in the process. And I need to join the process. I need to be that which he wants for me. For he wants something great for me in my own life. And Mary says, the one who is mighty has done great things for me. Now listen to what she says. Holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. His mercy is on those who fear him. Do I have that kind of a relationship with God? Where I see him as my Lord and my God. Go back to that beautiful covenantal relationship. I am your God. You are my people. I will lay down my life for you. I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. Do I have faith in God? Am I able to trust in the midst of confusion, in the midst of difficulties? Can I trust God through my tears, through my pains, through my struggles, through my frustrations? Can I trust God with my life? Can I trust him with my marriage? Can I trust him with my unemployment state? Can I trust him when things are falling apart? And Mary says, yes. Why? Because God has shown strength with his arm. When I think I'm down and out, he says, I'm here. St. Paul says something absolutely amazing. He says, the God in me is greater than what is in the world. And the psalmist and the prophet says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. For I know that he has my best interest at heart. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. May Almighty God bless you and protect you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.